0: Hello everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Some. Today's guest is Shannon Lee, producer, podcast host, sex dogs rock and roll. The thing is, Gas Digital's maestro and all around sound individual. We had a good chat about a lot of things, about producing. About humble beginnings in Brooklyn to Staten Island and tons more. And we talked bit about the rock and presidential possibilities or desires in that world. But yep, yeah, please enjoy tuning, listen to the episode and subscribe and review. Have a good one. And again enjoy. So welcome to Let's Talk Some Shannon. How are you doing?
1: Good, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm not bad. Just been uh, working hard, trying to get stuff together. It's uh, been a pretty hectic couple of weeks, just getting stuff on the go. Um, how have you been getting on with 2020, really, the the mad COVID that's been going on? Um,
1: it's okay. I um, I mean, I guess just like everybody else, it just kind of sucks to not really take part in regular life. There's yeah. no dating. There's no... Yep. hanging out so it sucks
0: for single people how are you finding it in terms of i mean being across in scotland we're kind of getting used to it we've went through um a million different changes like we've went through being allowed out being confined to the kind of house being there uh, allowed to go to different households now and again like is new york completely different because the way that the media is portrayed it new york's been on a kind of complete standstill lockdown is that right
1: it's not, that's not necessarily true. I yeah. mean, um, they're, they, they started indoor dining and then stopped it again. So, but outdoor dining is a thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have like heated tents or heated like enclosures outside kind of. Yeah. Um, there are some comedy shows and stuff like there are things you can do. It's yeah. It's not complete. It's not like California, California, yeah. from what I understand is completely locked down.
0: Yeah. So you're from New York. What part of New York are you from?
1: i'm from brooklyn originally and now yeah. i'm in staten island
0: what was it like getting brought up in brooklyn
1: i loved it i miss brooklyn yeah. a lot but um you didn't have to i, I still can't drive so like you didn't yeah. have to drive you just like walk to wherever you have to go
0: yeah
1: it was i i i love brooklyn
0: i've been to brooklyn i was in uh, i went it was a very touristy area it was a uh, Diker heights um, oh, I, went, I
1: went to junior high school there
0: Oh, did you? I went just very touristy. Me and my partner went there to see the lights and all that and got lost at, like, midnight and stuff. So it was pretty pretty scary, but not the Brooklyn that I thought. I expected Brooklyn to be a lot kind of more intimidating.
1: Yeah, it depends on the neighbourhood. There are definitely more, like, gangster parts of Brooklyn. Diker Heights is, like, very Italian, or at least it, it was kind of at one point. Yeah, yeah, and that's where the Christmas lights are, uh. Uh-huh.
0: yeah Uh, it was good it was good fun so Staten Island what's that like vibrant
1: um it's it's similar it's similar to Brooklyn because the way things go are kind of people grow up in Brooklyn and then move to Staten Island and then to Jersey is kind of Mm. how it goes um so it's very similar it's just more um it's slightly more suburban than like the city-ness of Staten Island I mean of Brooklyn there are like turkeys that walk around on the street here there's deer (laughs) raccoons we have wildlife yeah but
0: yeah so do you need to like travel to the main like the main city every time you're working then so it must be some kind of commute going back and forward is that an everyday thing
1: yeah it's not too bad i feel like ever since uh the lockdown the traffic hasn't completely picked back up to how it was before yeah. so but i take a bus into the city and then i take an uber from the bus but it's like depending on traffic it could be a half an hour to yeah. 45 minutes it's not that
0: bad that's cool so producing You've been a producer for how long um
1: uh, well i've been at gas digital for about four and a half years now and that's where i started
0: oh is that i was just going to ask you to really start was it something that kind of came up did you enter any competitions or was it something that you wanted to do from a young age or just by chance
1: well i about seven or eight years ago i started my own podcast kind of just like on a whim it's because I was dating a lot and having nightmare date stories and my friends would be like oh you should write a book and I was like I mean no one who write who writes books (laughs) and uh (laughs) podcasts were kind of becoming a thing so I started listening to uh you know what dude and like a couple other shows on that network and then I just started my own podcast with like Mm -hmm. one microphone with me and my friends in my living room so then I started to like uh network with other comedians through my podcast and then that's how I, I came to Gas Digital. They were searching for producers. I said I have like very little experience producing my own show but um I'll, I'll learn and uh, that's where I learned everything basically.
0: And what was the name of your first show?
1: It's The Thing Is.
0: Dang, oh is it still, so it's still your show? So you yeah. came up with the original concept so was that the thing is was that kind of like a, a kind of trick on words in terms of and the experiences that you've been having
1: uh it's more I I just noticed that I would say that phrase all the time yeah and I would start every story with but the thing is yeah and then that's where like we couldn't that's just we my friends and I were like I have no idea what to name it and we're like let's just name it that because that's what we say all the time anyway
0: that was kind of like with me so I went through it 20 million different names and let's talk some I was just like oh let's talk some it was meant to be like let's talk some comedy let's talk some sport let's talk some MMA let's talk some shit stuff like that so um yeah it was pretty much the same thing um no that's really cool in terms of that so Gas Digital did you need to kind of pitch that across to um what like Lewis in that in terms of like I've got an idea this is what I want to do or did you just take it in and it was kind of go for there
1: um you mean with my show
0: yeah yeah with your show did you need to pitch it in any kind of way to kind of in a a way kind of sell it
1: well um thankfully I so I started my show way before I started working at Gas Digital Hmm. and then I was still doing my show on the side but Hmm. they would let me use the studio to record my show so it wasn't until a couple of years into working there that I kept asking I was like hey you know will you consider my show to be on the network and then after a while they just gave in to me So I don't know if it's a testament to how good the show is or just that I'm a loyal employee and they gave in to my annoying them.
0: Would you say at this stage, it's your dream job? Like, is this something that you could see yourself doing um, long into the future? I mean, you've been in it almost a decade now. Do you think you can be um, exceeding that? A decade, another decade and so on?
1: I hope so. I mean, ideally I would love to, and I guess like it's every podcaster's dream would be to like make a living on your own show. Yeah. So I would love for that to be the case, but I don't know. We'll see.
0: What do you think gives it its longevity?
1: Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could say it's because the show is great or because I could say anything positive about the show. It's just that I love doing it, so I'm yeah. going to continue to do it. That's that's all I can really say. I'm a terrible salesperson for my own show, but um, <laughs> it's just because like I I'm not doing it for fame or for recognition like I started doing it just because I love I love it and I like to like hear people's stories so I'm just going to continue to do that
0: and uh Matty was Matty part of Gas Digital at the time or did you did you invite him on or was that just another chance meeting as well
1: so he um there was a show called Hammerfisting back in the day which was the original Yeah, it was the original mm-hmm. MMA podcast on Gas Digital. And he was one of the hosts on that show. Um, he was also one of the original producers on Real Ass Podcast. Yeah. And uh, so I met him at Gas Digital kind of just in crossing in between shows. And uh, we were just like, you know, bullshit a little bit back and forth. And I needed a co-host for my show because I went mm-hmm. through several co-hosts and uh, we gave it a shot and he just kind of stuck. He's been the co-host for probably over two years now.
0: What do you think makes him be a better? Well, not a better, but in terms of co-hosts, has he been the longest? Has he stuck around the longest with Jinx? They called it up.
1: Um, probably close to it. My original co-host, um, was my best friend, and uh, we did the show for probably a few years together. Yeah. But she's not very into comedy or the podcast world. Like she kind of came along for the ride with me, mm-hmm. and then it just wasn't her thing anymore. Um, so next I would say is is probably Maddie. And I think Maddie does well because he takes the punches from me well. Yep. Um, and I think that that's what makes it work out.
0: So, so I mean, I've been watching it. I mean, I first heard of you on, um, well, believe you me, like just kind of like the innuendos and stuff. So I never discovered you um, exclusively through the show. So I heard about you through like Bang through the innuendos and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and check the show out. Um, had a look at it, really enjoy it. I like the... I like the variety in it and it was kind of like with regards to podcasts that it's not just kind of limited I mean um a lot of MMA podcasts are kind of branching and being a kind of cross genre so you've got MMA kind of slash comedy so um I mean with yours are you looking to do anything else in terms of like comedy based stuff or no no
1: No, I uh yeah I think I look at like what comedians do as magic Mm -hmm. um it's that's not for me i don't like to be i don't mind being behind a mic and behind a camera but i don't like to be on stage comedy is is not my thing i don't even think like i feel like i can say funny things sometimes mm-hmm. but i wouldn't rely on myself to be funny that's yeah. why like it's good with a podcast because you just have a conversation whatever happens mm-hmm. happens like i don't have to be funny yeah, yeah. i i that's, i definitely couldn't do that
0: no so you've never done any comedy whatsoever
1: the closest the closest thing I've done was at Skank Fest a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I did a roast battle with Mike Carrington who's one of your previous guests. Yeah. And uh, Luis J. Gomez, he like forced me into that. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and he made me do it. And uh, yeah, but I was terrified. I was like shaking on stage, sweating. I, I was terrified. I won, but uh, I, I hated it.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I'd done comedy just before COVID. I was like, I'm going to go and do stand-up. So um, I would say that it's probably, I've done live stuff before, like music performances and that, but um, I can relate to you with that. It's, it's literally the worst thing ever. It's the, the absolute fear, because you've got an instrument on to hide behind, so you're literally, microphone. Um, and my, my jokes were kind of lazy jokes as well. Like, I think that, as you said, it's got to be some kind of magic tricks going on with that. Um, I thought you would have, I thought you personally would have had some kind of comment, just being connected to the Real last podcast and that, I thought that would have been the case. Um, guests on your show, like what would you say is your, your best guest um, or that you've been most in awe, starstruck way on the fingers? Um, I mean, I don't want to say best guest. Yeah, I feel
1: like yeah, some, yeah. Some, of the bigger, <laughs> some of the biggest guests we've had on was Russell Peters um sal volcano from impractical jokers yeah um i guess like those are some of the most recent ones there were some that were so excited some some that were very excited to exciting to me because i'm uh, a big reality like garbage reality tv show fan so they were like members of mtv's the challenge i don't know Mm -hmm. it's like a very niche group that watches that show um or uh, we had a couple of members of there and then from the jersey shore from the original cast roger Mm -hmm. we had on so it's just like little uh people like that that most people maybe don't know when I say the names but I was most excited to get them on but like I feel some of my favorite shows have been like comedians that you're probably familiar like uh familiar with like uh Tim and Tim Butterly and Mike Rainey from the dad meet podcast just the stories that people share like when they're very honest about their stories it's it's the best time
0: What's Jim Norton like in person like? I've seen that he was on your show. Well, I've seen you being on a Chip show as well, but what's Jim Norton like in person like? Is he um, same as you would imagine?
1: Um, I actually haven't spent much time around him as yep. Jim Norton. <laughs> I mean, the most time I spent around him is as as Chip, but um I mean, like through like, Booking shows and like in between shows, he's very sweet and normal, like very polite. He's really nice, but it's also it's hard. I feel like they'll be different to a girl than to a guy, you know. So I don't know if it's like a fair representation, but he was yeah really awesome guy.
0: No, he's probably. You ever been to Scotland?
1: No, I have not. (laughs) I you know what I wonder as I'm listening to you talk and I'm having to like Mm -hmm. pay very close attention if you're having to also do that to me because of the differences are you having to like really focus on what i'm saying
0: no so um i was so i was listening to you you sound fine um i was i was hearing a podcast it was maybe a couple of days ago it was a wee a guy from northern ireland i think belfast um hughesie you think his name is i think i think uh, there was something about the scottish and northern Irish accent being a bit confusing yeah
1: it, it's not that i confused the two it was yeah. um ugh, i'm trying to think of the name of this show. you mean a show that i was on
0: Aye, aye. It's yeah, a, it's Husey.
1: That's it. Yeah. Aye. So what I what I did that wasn't me confusing the accents. That was me confusing the podcast requests yeah. because I knew that you were both asking me around the same time, and I just mm-hmm. swapped them. Not that I really know the difference between the two <laughs> accents anyway, but that, that's what I did.
0: <laughs> no, we are we are known we are known to be talking really fast, and sometimes it's kind of really strong and thick. It's something that we get. It gets called Ori. You ever heard of the term Ori? No. That's p- probably just if you're like a New Yorker and you're talking and you're kind of New York um, kind of slang, it's very hard to understand and stuff, but um, I'm I'm actually kind of getting over you now because I'm speaking about 100 mile an hour um, So what, have you never had any like Scottish like folklore or any kind of Scottish Highlander or legend stuff or anything like that? I don't
1: think no, I don't so scale no? I don't think I've ever had a conversation with a Scottish person before
0: No,
1: no just Irish and that's probably just because of column <laughs> That's, yeah
0: Oh, two seconds connection issue there uh, so harnton was saying the same thing he was saying it was probably the first time he spoke to somebody from scotland as well Have you never been uh, talked into so harnton got talked into doing some kind of mma fight in there um through lewis and all that have you never been talked into nothing like that just to kind of step out the box a wee bit
1: um he's tried uh because yeah. he's been trying to do these podcast wars and have us go against other producers mm-hmm. and um i well, I'm open to it as long as I have, cause right. I'm, I'm, I'm older, you know, and I'm sure whoever I'll be fighting would be much younger than me. So as long as I have an ample amount of time mm-hmm. to prepare, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm not against it.
0: No, that's fair. That sounds brilliant. So, um, I was just having a wee look into this there. It was just, um, there's no coming up. I had a couple of questions to send to you, but there's no came through properly. Um, so in terms of interviews, if you could interview someone on your podcast, who would it be? Um, either alive or if you can bring them back for the dead.
1: <laughs> it would, this is such a corny cheese ball answer, but it would be The Rock. Because he's my favorite, <laughs> he's my favorite human in the whole wide world. It would just, it would have to be him. I'm sure there are more interesting answers, but mm-hmm. realistically,
0: that's who it is. How come? Is it just like, did you used to watch the wrestling back in the day, just when he was in his heydays, uh, The Rock?
1: I'm not a wrestler. No, I'm such a girl. But like, no, I'm not a I was never a wrestling fan. Mm. I it's it goes back maybe 10 or 11 years ago. And I know that because I see it come up on my Facebook memories. But um, I don't know, movies or something, but he's just my physical ideal. So that's probably what caught my eye. And then just obsessed with him ever since plus no one aside from when he like jumped on the biden bandwagon recently yeah. aside from that nobody ever has anything bad to say about him he's mm-hmm. just like a great energy he's a beautiful man yeah i love him he's oh no he's,
0: he's cool I'll, I'll give you that he's dead cool i used to idolize him back in the day and stuff as well did you ever hear about him talking about running for presidency did you ever hear that
1: i yes i'm on board i think you he should board, have done do that <laughs> i love it
0: no, I think, I think um, just like as an ambassador and stuff, and I mean, it's kind of difficult and confusing. I mean, um, in the UK, we've, well, believe it or not, the UK are obsessed with American politics more than you would imagine. So um, it's a bit confusing. I think the UK would be on board voting for The Rock as well as president. But um, in terms of like Biden and Trump and all that there, what's going on across there? Is that, is that, is that, is that it's a bit mad?
1: It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't, really involve myself very much in political stuff, or yeah. at least I, I try to stay out of it as much as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: where I live, like here in Staten Island is very Trumpy. Yeah. Like people are very on the side oh, of Trump. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just try to stay, Oh, I try to stay away from it all because yeah. it's, there's like 1% chance of actually having a conversation about it where you're exchanging ideas. It's really yeah. just you trying to push your ideas on the other person and it's just going to end up in a fight. So I just try to stay out of
0: it. No, that's pretty much it with politics. It's the same. It's like we're we're, we're in a society there where people can't can't kind of coexist in terms of allowing opinions and um, letting people get across. And um, what's always go Jay Gomez like?
1: What is he like, like in person or politically?
0: Um, what's he like in person?
1: Oh, I mean, it's very similar to um, to how he is on air. I mean, I would say everything on air is very close to who he is but there mm-hmm. there are like other fast like assets facets of his personality mm-hmm. in addition to that but I mean it's that's a v- it's very close <laughs> it's very close to that
0: and is that just kind of like the same so when you first met him it's just the same kind of persona there's been no like um he had this certain aspect of the way he was back then but you've kind of go- grown to get to see him um in this kind of way
1: yeah well when I first came to know who he was I was like a fan because like I was introduced to him I think as many people were on you know what dude podcast and then Mm -hmm. started listening to skanks and um so I was a fan and I had met um Dave Lewis and Jay at the Stands Comedy Club the first time around when they were recording there like maybe six or seven years ago and uh yeah so he was me as a female fan he's obviously going to be the nicest person Mm -hmm. in the whole wide world to me which is a very different thing than being his employee but um Yeah I went full circle like I was a fan and then Mm -hmm. working for him I hated him briefly Mm -hmm. as I learned to deal with him and now I appreciate him as a human being.
0: (laughs) Yeah no that's cool do you ever get any moments where um, certainly from being a fan do you ever get any moments where you're kind of like could just be kind of sporadically when you're sitting doing your producing or stuff like that where you're just like um, looking around you and like holy shit like what am I doing here and there's there's Gomez, the guy that I kind of knew you back then and stuff. Do you ever get these kind of pinch me moments? Because um, I would find that to be um, some. I mean, I suppose you probably got over it after a wee while. But do you ever get any kind of moments like that? I suppose um, when you're in, well interviewing celebrities or producing for celebrity type folk and stuff.
1: There, I feel like those moments happen the most at mm-hmm. like at Skankfest. Yeah. Um, like there, I remember specifically a few years ago. That I was sitting like up up front by like where fan uh, uh, participants check in, yeah. and Lewis had just passed me, and he you know he's in like skankfest garb where he has like his uh, red white and blue cowboy hat on, yeah, yeah. and as he passed and it was packed because it was when they had it at the the Creek in the cave and he passed by and I heard like three or four people just so excited that Lewis had just passed them. (laughs) And like, I took a moment to be like, you know, I do get overwhelmed by so much work and getting Mm -hmm. yelled at. And I do forget like how much people love these guys. And so like, I took a moment where it's like, you know, I am grateful, you know, to be in this position, but they are also just, people (laughs) you know no very talented people but Mm -hmm. yeah
0: no that's cool um so what do you see yourself doing in 10 years you hoping to have the podcast you hoping to have your own production type team or are you looking to have your own company or are you just happy kind of doing what you're doing and seeing what opportunities arise day by day
1: um i'd say a split between um progressing further in the company you know additional shows or um learning to do my job better mm-hmm. but also of course I would love for my own show to grow yeah. you know like that's what I'm constantly focusing mm-hmm. on is how I can yeah. make my show better and bigger
0: and would you say that I'm um, thinking out the box so I don't know, like a music podcast and then I went on to do a kind of comedy like podcast and then this is a kind of free for all if you will and then I've got an MMA one like do you have any and it's out the box like people will be familiar with it shannon doing the thing is and doing the producing for the real ass and stuff like that do you have anything that would be perhaps surprising to people that like be like oh i didn't expect shannon to want to do a podcast about that
1: um i don't think so i mean because no. my my podcast right now is so like three completely different weird things mm-hmm. yep. and uh and as other things like stupid things come up like dreams and dream interpretation like other way like weird things that come up we just talk about it on the show like that's the fun mm-hmm. part about being the host but um i am excited about it, and i've talked about this for years on my show and i've talked mm-hmm. about it and i haven't done it but um i've talked about ghost hunting going ghost hunting taking like one guest from the show mm-hmm. and like the crew and like going to different locations and that's 100 happening this year i started yeah. getting equipment so that's i think that's like a fun addition to the show it's actually like seeking mm-hmm. evidence the
0: paranormal so that'll be happening this year no that'll be cool and i mean do you think that's the the magic so i was just going to ask you in terms of podcasting like um advice for people who are maybe getting into podcasting i know that at this time of year certainly based on covid and that i'm imagining that the podcast community's um risen significantly in terms of people who have maybe not had the confidence to do it or they've just thought right i'm in the house um here's a new habit that i'm going to do is there any kind of advice that you'd give to perhaps starting like the best route to go down in terms of like getting segments on the go and stuff?
1: Um, I think the most important thing is just like pick a topic um, that it's legitimately something that you love and do it for the purpose of that not for the purpose of getting famous or making Mm -hmm. or like getting rich because if you're focusing on that you're never going to be happy with what you're doing until you reach that point Mm -hmm. so yeah, and I mean, there's like podcasting kits and stuff online. Mm-hmm. You can figure it all out with, with a quick Google search. It's so easy today. But yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, being able to uh, have new stuff to talk about every episode. So as long as it's something that you love, you'll be good to go.
0: No, that sounds bra- that sounds good. So um, any pokes? just to kind of tie it up, is there any pokes you'd be able to get across? Because I think the people of Scotland and that would uh, love you. And certainly after this, um, I would love to get a lot of episodes over to people what would be the best episode the most memorable that I can share with people
1: oh boy so difficult I mean I'll just say one of the most recent episodes okay Mm -hmm. one of the most recent overall entertaining episodes we had it was just a a week ago it was Dalton Pruitt who is an up-and-coming New York comedian and Corey Castle who is part Mm -hmm. of Catalyst Wrestling Um, And Dalton's stories for all three segments were hilarious and shocking. Mm -hmm. So for an overall episode, that was a great one. But if you're really into paranormal stuff um, there, I don't know what the episode numbers, but the episodes with Zach Amico of Zach Mm -hmm. Amico's Midnight Spook Show um, and the episode with Mike Cannon there, the ghost stories will give you goosebumps. And these are people that are my friends and I legitimately believe their stories and they're not yeah. crazy where they're making it out. Like they were like really, really amazing stories.
0: And where can we find your show? Uh,
1: you can basically find it wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify, wherever. You can catch the the full versions on YouTube, the video yeah. version. And of course, GasDigitalNetwork.com. If you use promo code TTI, you get a two-week free trial, which gives you access to every single show that we've talked about today, every single show on <laughs> Gas Digital.
0: Oh, no, brilliant. Thank you very much, honestly. I appreciate you taking time to come on the show and we'll uh, hopefully get people listening to your show. And I'll be tuning in next time as well. And we'll maybe catch up again another time.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for having and me. You
0: take care, all right? Thank you. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Big thanks to Shannon for coming on the show. It's really great to finally get you on. It's good to hear more about Shannon in terms of where she come from, the humble beginnings from Brooklyn to Staten Island. Getting into podcasting, enjoying the process. Good to hear about how she got into it. Good to hear about kind of what makes her tick and potential plans for the future. Uh, The thing is, it's a great show. And long may it continue. Very surprised that I was the first person from Scotland she spoke to, but... It's just ticked that box now, so that's good. If you want to listen to Shanley's episode and more, go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, go to YouTube, and go to Anchor FM. And subscribe, leave a review. Always brilliant to hear how it's going. And next week, episode 8, we'll have a lot of cool stuff coming your way and a brilliant wee guest. Enjoy for now, and bye.